Welcome to Blend It. My name is Eric. What's up, Ann? How you doing? Man. We are talking stats. Stats. This podcast. I failed that in college. Statistics? I think I actually did good at statistics. Really? I think I did good up until a point, and then I missed a class, and it just like messed up the rest of the semester. But it was the one class, math class, I actually enjoyed at least. Really? So that was like it. Anyway. I like critical thinking. You do think critically. I do. You're a critical thinker. I am a critical thinker. <laughs> Speaking of critical thinking. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at some stats about uh, blended marriages. And it just seems that like things are so heightened. And it kind of expresses that in the statistics we are finding. Yeah. So studies show 66% of second marriages involving children from previous marriages end. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really high rate of failure. Yeah. Meaning, if you're bringing a blended family together after having bearing, being married, the chances of failure are high. 66%. I mean, that's that, crazy. I mean, that is, that's a big number. And then nearly half of marriages in the U.S. end in divorce. 50%. I think that's been a stat for a while. That one, I think, isn't too surprising because been, it's been around for a while. Right. But of that, we also find that at least half of children in the United States live with a biological parent and a step-parent. It's just the way of the world right now. Yeah. The way of the world. It's not back in the day where you, my parents been together for over, I mean, they're going on 55 years. Yeah, my grandparents, I think they just celebrated their 60th or 65th anniversary, somewhere around. They've been together a very long time. Yeah, that's a very long time. Yeah. I mean, you don't really see that today. I mean, the trend tells us you don't see that. Right, right. The trend, right. The trend is... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, if you had to talk about that 66%, obviously you're not in the 66%. Nope. I'm, I'm, I always tell my wife, I come from good stock, woman. Yeah, let you're me, in that. Let me just tell you right now, my daddy my daddy and mama together 55 years, and that's what we're going to That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, you're in that 34% of success rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be in that success rate. As long as you keep acting right. You know? Oh, Lord. Okay, so tell me, do you see why that, uh, failure rate is so high. Yeah, of course. What? I mean, like, man and woman get together. They look into each other's eyes and they're like, I love you, I love you too. Mm-hmm. They, lie, they lay down together and they're like, this is fun too. Right. All right, everything is good. We communicate effectively. We do everything great. Uh, we go on trips great. And then comes Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Where? and Amy. Bobby little Bobby and, and Amy. Little Bobby and little Amy. And Bobby is probably like nine, I don't know, and ten. Amy's a solid thirteen. A solid thirteen. I was making her the terror. And she is a heathen. So a I think quiet heathen. A quiet disruptor. Quiet heathen demagogue so, Okay, so again, go back to the stats. I want to look at the difference here. Nearly half of marriages in the U.S. end in divorce. We're talking about we're talking about half. We're talking fifty percent, right? All right. So we got fifteen. No, no, sixteen. Fifty percent. Right. Fifty percent. Right. Then we got. Then uh, studies show sixty-six percent of second marriages involving children from a previous marriage end. So you're talking about okay. There's that first fifty percent. Okay, we didn't work out. No, we didn't work out, right? But now we have children, right? And now I'm gonna move on with my life, right? And get married again, right? And now the chances of that second marriage where you're bringing a child in right. is now has a sixty-six percent chance of failure. So it would, based on those stats, it would make sense that 
the children make up that 16% factor of yeah. failure, increased right. failure, right? right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, just think about how we deal with our children. Just think about how we see um, the bad, right. the good and the ugly in our children. Right. But God forbid if someone else sees the bad, the good and the ugly. Mm -hmm. I, I know I have, uh, my sisters are educators. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say doctors of education. Mm -hmm. um, and they, I hear the stories. Yeah. You know, you can hear the stories of how you know this child is a heathen. Mm -hmm. You know this child is disrespectful because you don't require respect from this child. Mm. Right? You yourself don't require. And then you come into the school and you act as if you don't know that this child is a heathen. So I can only imagine when you go into a new relationship. Right. And you guys are all lovey-dovey. The very first time that it has to be called out, something's going on with little Bobby. Yeah. Um, I can imagine those conversations, and they probably teeter on divorce immediately. Like, So, talk to me about this, because this is, um, I, I want to set the table, right? Yeah, yeah. So, let's go with the scenario in which we have parent one and stent parent one. Okay. And they're together, and everything's fine. And the family's getting along fine. The children have pr have properly dealt with their trauma related to their parents no longer being together. Right. Right? Right. Um, and they're just hellraisers. Right. Right? Right. Now, I imagine mom is still going to say, well, poor little Bobby's struggling because me and his father aren't together anymore. Uh, absolutely. And forgetting that poor little Bobby was a hellraiser when you and the daddy were together. Mm -hmm. And he was rude and disrespectful when you were together. Yeah. And so, I mean, that has to put a, that has to put so much strain. Yeah. On, on that new marriage. On that, on that new marriage. I mean, how, and how do you, and there's really nowhere to go with it because it's like the old saying, and I think you said it, I have, I have, you know, my mom and I have my husband on a hill. Um, right. Who do you go after first? Who, who's, who are you going to go after first? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So same thing in that marriage. It's like my son is saying this to me and my lover is saying this to me. Mm -hmm. Which one is interchangeable? Right. Well, which one Which one can I drop? It's certain not little Bobby. It's Bob, Little Bobby's not going nowhere. Right. I, I would say, um, but that's the problem when we look and we think in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Right, we should not. We should try our best not to think in that level, that aspect. We should be thinking of correction, right, and sacrifice, mm -hmm. right. Because at the end of the day, we're trying to raise little Bobby and Amy to grow up to be adults, you know, that can discern, right. you know, that can understand, that has that have empathy, and we're trying to teach this. And if we stay on that course, then we should be able to listen to reason. When we hear it and when we see it. Because if we don't correct little Bobby, little Amy, they're not going to learn to be full-fledged adults. No, yeah. and they're going to ping-pong you. They're yeah, going to yeah. ping-pong. And then before you know it, you know, you got this great man or great woman. And before you know it, you guys are in divorce. You're part of that 66%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And little Bobby and little Amy in the next few years after that, guess mm -hmm. what they're going to be doing? Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be going to college. Yeah. Or like my son would say, they're going to be going to work at 7-Eleven with a manager named Mel. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that yesterday. I'm like, and you know. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, nothing, I'm not dissing 7-Eleven yeah, and those yeah, yeah. that work there, but I'm just saying like, he, he, no matter what he's going to be doing, they're going to grow up. Right. 
you and you're going to be left alone at one point. You're going to be left yeah. alone with regret. I think you have it's it's you have to weigh both, right? Like, I remember when I was um in tenth grade, my sociology teacher, she was like, you know. I always tell my husband, like, God forbid there's a fire in the house, I'm grabbing the baby and I'll see you outside. I'm not worried about you. Right. Right? Right. I remember telling that to my stepdad and he was like, see, and that's just so wrong. Like, so many women, once they have a baby, like, it's like that baby takes over and it's like, what about me? What about our marriage? What about us? You know? Right. So I think it probably plays into a bigger picture, a bigger conversation outside of like maybe steps, you know, step parents, step children. Right. But yeah, I don't know that that is something a lot of women are willing to change. Right, and I mean... Or mothers, I should say, are willing right. to change. Yeah, and I think that's just... Because I, I think the average mom would be like, yeah, I'm grabbing the kids. Like, bye. You, you can take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Right, and and then that just leaves that idea of teamwork. Mm-hmm. And that leaves that idea of family. Mm-hmm. And, that, and if you think, like, the scars that are left behind because daddy's not here. Right. You know, like, I mean... And, and it's not that we're not saying you shouldn't deal with that trauma and you should and that a mom or a dad should be running into a new relationship upon divorce. No, there's drama that needs to be dealt with. Right. But you as a parent, be a father or a mother, deserve to be in a good, happy situation for yourself. Because like you said, there's gonna be a time where it's just gonna be you and this partner. There's a, I mean, I look at I look at me and my wife's relationship and my three daughters are they're out the house. Yeah. I mean, they're in college, you know, they're doing it in the Navy, they're doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're doing their thing. I mean, they're active into our family and our family life. Um, and you think about how, had you let them really tear you guys apart, where would you and your wife be now? Right, right. Like, we. And, if, unless, uh, if you guys hadn't really been firm and strong in your foundation as a couple. Right. If we weren't, if, right, if we weren't. They would be looking at their mom right now and saying, you know, mom. He was a good I'm dude. Sorry, I'm sorry yeah. I let the greatest guy in the Oh, planet. Lord. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, you know. And maybe I would be saying, like, maybe I would be looking across, because it's regret. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you allow regret to set in. And maybe I would be looking across at some woman that did not, that does not deserve what I just can't get over. And that's the fact that I had a great woman, mm. and I allow, and I allowed for a moment of time, um, the foolishness of young people take it over. Right. Maybe I would be saying, I know I would be like, Yo. I, I may have missed out on the great love of my life because I didn't, I just stand firm and hold on tight and figure it out. Yeah, and then ride the ride, right, the, ride, ride. the wave, ride yeah, the wave, ride the wave, yeah. and so now. You know, you're sitting there, and now you're lonely, and you have this woman, and so, and that's most likely again where some of those divorces might come in. Yeah. Right, because now you're sitting in this situation, and you're like, "Dang, man, I like I can't even." Get, and and that's not and just to compound that, um, and I don't know it to be a true study, but it just makes sense to me that if you jump from one relationship to another, there's traumas and dramas. Right. That you did not get over. Of course. Right? There's so many things that you did not get over in that relationship. So, you know, coming into a new relationship and you guys, let's just say, for example, you come into a new relationship and you guys haven't even discussed the explosion that just happened in your relationship. I mean, you yeah. didn't hate everything about her or him. Right, 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 right. 
right? I mean, yeah. whether we want to know and feel that or not, but right. you, you didn't absolutely, I mean, some people, you know, but the bigger percentage yeah. of divorces are not because you absolutely hate everything about this person. Right, there's just one particular thing that's probably a deal breaker that you can't get over. Right, We right. can't agree, we can't on the same page in this one thing. Right. And now we're always talking about uh, blended families, everything's above board. Like, you took the time as a mother or a father to truly deal with your children's trauma Right. of divorce or ending relationships or whatever, right? right? That's dealt with. You've dealt with your own trauma. You know, grieved divorce, grieved relationship, whatever the case may be. Right. And now everyone's on solid footing and moving forward. Right. That's a situation we're always talking about. You've now met someone. You've properly vetted them, their intentions for you and with their your children. Right. And still, regardless of how everyone's mental health is and right. how great it might be, right. there's still going to be a lot of issues because, again, blended families are just so fraught with issues, right, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not going to be easy. Right. And like we talked about this earlier, too, let's say everything is peachy keen. It doesn't mean that those, that little Bobby and Amy aren't going to want in their heart of hearts mom and dad to still be together and that'd be their perfect scenario right i mean that is that's natural yeah yeah that is that is natural and that just lets you know because you you're an adult and you've gotten over whoever right but you've had the fuel mm-hmm. and the fire the life experience right or yeah. just the fuel within that relationship to be to like say, i'm out yeah i'm, I'm, I'm out yeah I'm yeah done. yeah I'm but done. the kids don't have that all they, they know is yeah. their happiness is broken yeah they yeah, don't have yeah. that fuel and yeah. now they're part of that that group that has to deal that has to say like for example me i'm not part of that group I'm not part of the group because my mom and dad are together, mm-hmm. right? And that's all I ever know. Right, I, all, all that's I ever your know. norm, right? Yeah. yeah, me and my mom and dad we train two days a week on Zoom. Yeah. I, I see my mom and like like I seen them when I was a baby, and, yeah. and I still see them every day. Yeah, and sometimes when when our family was going through, like every other family goes through some some traumas and dramas. Um, uh, I don't I don't think that I think there was times that we didn't completely appreciate that we're not part of that group. Right, because it's your norm and you take it for granted. You take it for granted. You have yeah. your mom and your dad. Right. And so when I look at my scenario with my girls, I'm thinking, you know, you know, one of the things that I've learned over this podcast is, man, there was traumas and dramas there that I ignored. You know what I mean? Just thinking mm-hmm. about the breakup. Right. And thinking about their norm yeah. is not normal no more. No, Even if it was a dysfunctional norm. Right. But even if it was, let's just say he didn't play a role, or he didn't do this, or dare I say my wife didn't, but I know she did because she's perfect, right, boo-boo? <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, yeah. even if I say, um, no matter what, mm-hmm. they had a mama and a father. Right, previous to you. Previous to me. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, now, like we talked about, looking at it now, right? I ask, I would have to ask myself the question, man: Do you want your mom and your daddy back? Right. Even if, no matter how good I am, no matter right. how much endearing I've become to you, yeah. Um, is that norm? Is that norm that important? Right. You know, is that norm the norm of having your biological parents together? Is that more important than? you having a happy home within a blended family right or is your or how your mama would feel um not wanting that would you still choose in your head yeah Yeah, would you still choose that in your head and and because i think it has to it always 
again, I'm speaking from no experience yeah. and, and seeing what that feels like. Right. And I can speak from the experience of being right. a stepchild and being right. um, the product of a biological parent and a step parent. Right. And I, I would not reverse course. I would not go back and say, I wish my parents had stayed together because First of all, I didn't even know them together. My parents got divorced when I was three, so right. I don't even remember them together. So right. I have, there's a part of me that can't speak to that, but I still in my head, you know, don't wish I came from a situation in which my parents were together because I know what it is to have my mother and my stepfather together. And that is a beautiful relationship that I would never want to take back just so I can say that my biological parents stayed together. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think... Like I said, I can't speak to it because my mom and dad been together all these years and and I couldn't imagine them. I couldn't imagine being, you know, a teen and, and them say, my mom saying, this is, this is Mr. Eric. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like, like Waladini City, most likely, <laughs> you know? What, well, I think the takeaway here is we always talk about the minutia. We always talk about like the day in, day out, what right. you're going to experience being a step parent and a blended family. Looking at more abstractly with these stats, it just expresses how truly difficult getting through that minutia every day is. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's, that's super, like, that's no joke, you know. I, I would, one of the things I would say is, mom, dad, know if you got a uh, heathen. Yeah. Like, because. If, you're, if your child was already difficult to deal with, with your partner. Right. Your biological, that chi- that child's biological parent know that that is going to be a difficulty in the next relationship in the, in the next relationship that you're going to have to deal with you can't ignore it right because dad's love for his child is much different than stepdad's love yeah yeah the, and, especially at uh, the beginning when everyone's getting to know each other and just right. trying to be cordial and right. just going to get along and right. make every, every trying to be live above board right but when the rubber meets the road right. you're going to have to make a decision deal with my child right no, again, we're hoping that it's not trauma related to a divorce that right. can last for a long time. Understandable, but we're talking about basics of respect, right. foundations that a child, any child, should have. Should have. Right. Because if he told, if he said, "Mom, shut up," when she was, <laughs> when she was, right, when you were with your husband, right, and now you get with your new husband, and he says, "Mom, shut up," yeah, that's a problem, right. And now all of a sudden, because most times, like me coming into a relationship there there were some things that had to change yeah just by the way i was raised and how i am as a man yeah you know so um and yeah but I, again um i look at that too as but what happens in that so sad in that 66 percent, you know where if that relationship is done mm-hmm. and because you guys could not identify you couldn't put identifiers onto why your relationship or you chose not Right. To put an identifier on. Or it was, but mom or dad chose not to fix it. Right. Or just made right. a decision like, yeah, you know yeah. what? And I know some like that. I know some that like, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's my daughter. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's mm. my son. And in my mind, when they say those things to me, I'm like, you sound dumb as hell right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you sound dumb as hell right now. Because you know what? In my humble opinion, which I let them know because they asked me. Right. I let them know. I say, they sound dumb because at the end of the day, guess what? You are going to be old and alone. Mm-hmm. And they are going to be hanging out. Right, with their friends, with living their, their best friend, life, whatever. Living their best life. Yeah. And the trauma and drama of you not being with your husband, 
in the next few years, they're still going to have their relationships. Mm-hmm. Their lives don't change. No, not in that. Whether not. or not you stay with your partner, little Bobby and little Amy are going to grow up the same way either way. Yeah, they're going to they're grow gonna up. They're going to grow, granted, again, deal with the trauma of divorce. It right. is something yeah. that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But outside of that, in terms of just raising a child, yeah, they're going to grow up and go to high school and have friends and make dumb decisions and make smart decisions and then yeah. graduate and go to college. Yeah. Like The destination... They're still going to grow up and become their own people. Right. So what's going to become of you outside of that child? Right. What's going to become of you? Because they're going to look at you. And when you say something to them and say, like, why would you, why would you, you know, it was you. You are the reason that gorgeous, godly man, Eric, <laughs> is not with me no more. You're the reason. They're going to look and say, I don't, first of all, I don't even remember that, first, mom. Yeah, first of all, I don't remember. <laughs> Two, I was a kid. Why didn't you correct me? Yeah, yeah, I was a kid. I tell it to my parents all the time. They always tell me a story. We went when I was like 16. My, I'm eight years older than my brother, so he was eight. So I'm 16. We go on family vacation to Louisiana. We stay in a hotel with a casino, and my parents were like, stay in the room with your brother. Babysit him. We're going to go uh, on night. You know, we're going to go to the casino, adult night, whatever, little date night. And I was like, yeah. no, we're a family. This is a family vacation. No. And they didn't go. And I remember thinking... Who the hell was I yeah. to request that? And why the hell did you listen to me? Yeah. You're like, I don't know. You just, I guess you made us feel bad because it was a family vacation. Uh, no. Yeah. Tell my dumbass 16 year old yeah. self to Buzz shut it. up. Yeah, why did you it. listen to me? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But you know what's so funny? There's certain things that we parents do. Um, there's certain, th- let me give you an example, quick one. So I'm at Publix the other day and I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. So I'm at Publix the other day and they have these non-alcoholic Heinekens, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Yeah. My daughter Savvy, for some reason, she's eight. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's like that. I don't like it. Don't ask me, don't, don't ask me why. She's associated with alcohol or something she's, bad or, yeah. yeah. But she's eight. She's never seen nothing bad right, alcohol. Right, right, right. She just yeah, associates yeah, yeah. it. I may tell her alcohol is poison. Right. So I yeah, guess yeah, she yeah, does yeah. associate with that. Alcohol, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I may say alcohol is poison. Yeah. Right. So she says, so we're in, so we're coming back from somewhere, and I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna get a uh, a six pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So she's always with me on my hip. Yeah, so yeah. we go to the we go to the cooler, and she, as soon as we turn down the aisle, she's looking around. <laughs> I can see her little mind going, "What's going on here? What, what are you what's doing? that about to do? Yeah, what's, yeah, 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 what's that about to do?" So I say, um, so I said, I opened the refrigerator up, yeah. the cooler, and she said, Dad, what are you getting? And I said, um, I'm getting the non-alcoholic um, Heineken. And she goes, I mean, Dad, I, <laughs> she says, I mean, Dad, I don't mind when we go I don't to, mind. I don't, I don't mind. mind. I don't mind when we go to restaurants and you do it. I mean, I don't like it, but I don't want you to bring it in the house. Don't word up, y'all. Now, that I, is some funny now, promise, stuff coming I, from an eight-year-old. Yo, now I promise my audience, yo, I promise you, I stopped drinking not because I was some belligerent drunk who wanted to beat up. I we did it because we're trying to cleanse our body. Yeah, I didn't yeah. bring beer into the house. I was yeah. always crazy dad about that. Right? Yeah. Right? You don't want that example for yeah, yeah, your son. Yeah, like yeah. I had a hard day. I'm gonna have a drink. You didn't want that example. For right. Your I son. didn't want that yeah. for him. Right. Yeah. So I'm not judging. I just for my family. And then we said, okay, we're going to stop, mm-hmm. right? So she hadn't had no, you reference. know, daddy came home and said, right. what are you doing, girl? She had no yeah. reference. And she just looked at me with the most confident 
voice and said, I don't like that. Um, you can have it in the restaurant, but I don't like what you bring it home. How funny. And you know what I did? You didn't get it. I shut the refrigerator, went up to the counter, giggled, told my wife. My wife looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. Kind of giggled. So just to kind of, we parents sometimes make these, these decisions that we may fit into the bubble of... Um, uh, whatever is going to help your con- like your con- conscience or I don't know your psyche. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because I think it's what my child thinks is best. And obviously, in the in both the situations we presented, nothing bad was happening. Right. But I think even in just saying no, this is family vacation. My parents could have said in their heads. Oh yeah, she's right. We're all here as a family. We're not here as like a couple by ourselves. Oh, we, what you yeah. perceive. Right. And perception right, right, right. is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what you perceive in a moment. Now, there's other times when your parents said, you almost sit your butt Right, down. exactly. There's plenty of times. Plenty you of times. Plenty of times. And then that one time, it's just like. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to concede to that. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. because of perception. Yeah, and yeah, And what yeah. you might take out of this. Right. Out of this vacation. Yeah. And that's what I took for Sevy. I took that for Sevy. Like, okay. You know. How interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. So, you know, like. Raising, raising, being a blended family and raising kids yeah. is is something that's no joke and it's not for the ill-hearted. So you got to make sure, like, try your best. And I always say try your best because we're all imperfect. We all have relationships. Right. We all go in with our heart. We all go mm-hmm. in with our mind. We all go into these relationships for different reasons. Mm-hmm. We all have different backgrounds. Um, but at the end of the day... Make sure if you know Bobby or Aiden is a heathen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make sure you know so you can handle it when you need to handle it. You know? And that's the blended, baby. <laughs>